0: Hi, I'm Rich Fournier, and in this episode, I sit down with Elizabeth Novoa, who began her career as an office administrator and now successfully serves as the broker manager at a high-level producing office at Century 21 Miller in Oakville, Ontario. Now, Elizabeth's 14-year journey in real estate has made her completely aware of the pitfalls of the industry, and she shares how that led her to the realization that mindset is imperative to success. She offers actionable strategies that you can implement in your business today. And she mentions a life-changing book that she lives by. So stay tuned.
1: Have you ever wondered why some people thrive in all areas of their life? Welcome to the Peak Results Academy podcast with your host, Rich Fournier. Each week, we interview industry experts who consistently dominate in the fields of health, business, and beyond. Our mission is to share their personal struggles and strategies so that you can create your own peak results. Welcome to the Academy.
0: Hello and welcome back to this episode at the Peak Results Academy podcast. I'm your host, Richard Fournier, and I'm super excited to have a very, very good friend, an old friend, someone I knew right from the beginning when I first started real estate uh, down in Oakville, Ontario. Um, Today, she's a broker manager with Century 21 Miller in Oakville. Uh, Welcome to the show, Elizabeth Novoa.
2: Thank you, Richard. I'm totally excited.
0: And I got the last name correct.
2: You got it perfectly.
0: Perfect. Well, listen. Thank you so much for being on our show today. And as you are aware, our podcast is about trying to figure out what creates a peak result in someone's life, their business. And today, of course, we're talking all things real estate. And our listeners want to know what creates a peak result in the business of real estate. And you have such a, a you know a broad depth of experience as a past producing agent in the business, broker, and now as a manager. Um, team leader of a brokerage, really leading other agents and really getting a macro view on what's creating results. So I'm super excited to pull that information out of your brain today. So
2: thank you. Awesome. Thanks for having me.
0: So crazy time that we're in. don't like talking about COVID. like to be positive and focused on what we can create in real life. It's been a crazy time. Um, so I appreciate you spending the time with us. I know how busy you've been. Um, Maybe you can get a little bit of background about yourself. You've been in this industry for, I think, um, a little over 14, 15 years.
2: Yeah, it's about 14 years um, coming up. So right out of high school, I actually started as a front desk admin at a real estate office, um, which a lot of, you know, producing agents start start in that, in that realm. So I was a front desk administrator, realized I loved real estate, gone into real estate, became a sales salesperson, um, an award winner, Sold for 10 years mm-hmm. and I've been licensed since I was 21. Um, and I've taken on management because I wanted, I was always really interested in the leadership, leadership aspect of the industry and also just learning about the back end of the industry. Like management is a whole different animal than a salesperson, much different. However, I do believe having so many different being in so many different roles. Um, is a huge benefit as a leader and and within this industry and to provide to our to our agents as well.
0: Well, I absolutely agree. If somebody has not produced and been in the trenches and been yelled at, screamed at, um, been in multiple office situations, had deals go sideways and south, been involved in inspections, um, the anguish and emotions involved in a real estate deal, they have no... Um, you get it. You're they, right. They have no business being in a leadership role. My personal opinion, and I know that's going to grade some people up there today, but that's fine because it's true.
2: Yeah, you know, within this business, as you know, you learn by experience, right? We can learn as, as we go, tutorials, there's you can learn so much in this industry, but unless you're actually in it and play it and in the trenches and you know on the street learning, you're not going to fully grasp the industry.
0: Yeah, and this is where I'm, I'm really intrigued with your viewpoint, your experience, your uh, macro view, top-down looking in and being not only top-down looking in on other agents and you are in a very high producing office in downtown uh, Oakville, one of the best in the country, one of the best in the world, um, a major team out of that office, um, major producers, I think, um, um, I, I won't name them because I'm going to be asking some of them to come on the show eventually because they are very large producers so you have this depth of experience that um, is extraordinary and Oakville is a unique market you're doing very. very very um, expensive properties different type of clientele and um, so today i really want to dig deep inside your mind and yeah. so very few people produce um a living in real estate never mind thrive and create an extraordinary life in real estate today so through all of your experience do you guys have a special cup full of magical liquid that you have <laughs> agents that produce really well? Like, do you take them to an extra cave and teach them the <laughs> secrets of the business? Like, what is the, the magic of production in real estate?
2: Well, that's a huge question, Richard. We got I time.
0: Just, we got time.
2: There, there's a lot of moving parts, I believe, when it comes to to success. And you're right, I am honored to be surrounded by such such um, just, just incredible agents, like passionate, hardworking, and they all serve with great integrity. And yes, you're right, we have the number one um, team within our office for the Central 21 Canada Network, other great top producers, and we're a busy office, we have about 115 um, agents that 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 do quite well so there's a lot of moving parts to this now yes it's all about you know getting up treating it like a job right like you were saying everyone just all the top producers say you know just treat it like a job get up um, get out there get dressed and work well if we can all do that and you know the results could be different but what i do find is there's a lot of correlation with mindset. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of it in real estate and the trouble or not the trouble, I would say a huge obstacle in real estate is that agents are expected to know everything, legalities, compliance, um, Mm -hmm. financials, how to like renovations, like just they and tech systems. We have to wear so many damn hats, right? And it's nearly impossible to master them all. But you need you need to have a sense, and you need to keep learning, and and, and that's why you know your coaching program is incredible because self development development with mindset and learning is is everything in this business. So, what makes a great agent? Um, you know, I was thinking about this the other day, and this is a people business, right? I know. Tech, is everywhere. Um, I'm getting Zoom fatigue. I know most people are. I'm a face-to-face kind of girl, but but it's it's everywhere, and everyone's saying no tech, use tech, and yes, I agree. But this will always be a people business, a relationship-building business, and we can't forget that, and we can't lose sight of this, right? So, I do believe the ones who really will excel right now and in the future are the ones that are good with people, first and foremost, right? Serve with integrity, relationship building, put your clients first, but also is excited and and determined to learn technology systems, to dive in and to play in it, because you will not learn tech without playing, right? You need to dive in, and I am a young manager, I definitely am, and everyone just I guess assumes
0: twenty five.
2: Right, <laughs> but everyone just assumes I'm gonna be this you know tech savvy kind of girl, and no, I am actually from a generation where, where I didn't have a cell phone till much later on. and and I have to learn it, but I am not scared of it. and I will play with it, and I will do my best to learn what I need to in order to evolve. Right, and that is the key, it's not to be scared of it.
0: You know, it's, a, it's an interesting profession because we, you know, somebody comes into the business, you know, day one, you know, they get their licensing, um, whatever the new licensing is now. Um, I, my, my sense is not gonna be any much harder than it originally was. Um, secondly, um, they get their website developed, they get their branding, um, and then we say, go to work. Go to work. And what does that really mean? go to work, right? Or talk to people or, and, but then we expect people to go to communicate on a daily basis with hundreds of people asking them the questions, do you want to buy or sell or invest in a piece of property one way or the other today, next week, next month, next year, three years from now. And then we expect them to do this in a consistent basis. They don't, they don't even know how to communicate in a way that is coherent in, in the game of real estate or do they have the inclination to talk to that many people? but we expect them to do it without any training to know how to change this thing in their mind. And this is where there's such a big disconnect I feel in our industry where, I mean, you take huge pride in self-education in terms of the mind. And I know you're in coaching programs and you have a whole other part of your life that I'm sure is gonna be announced sometime soon. So, um, but our industry, this industry seems to say, hey, just go out there. Generate some leads and you're going to do well, or you work hard, you're going to do well. That's not working. We have a 90% turn rate over five years.
2: Yeah. I, I think though, is that if you make those contacts every day, right, right. This is not a business that things are going to come tomorrow. You're filling your pipeline. You're filling your pipeline, which means while you're filling your pipeline, maybe you won't get any business at that time, which leads to discouragement. Right? right, and this is where agents start to drop off, which leads to inconsistency. Right, right? so the ones that are resilient and consistent yep. will eventually make it. Right, and when I started sales, it's different now before the do not call list regulations and whatnot, but I was a huge cold caller, and I remember it. it no one likes it. No one likes a cold call, right? But I, I saw the, the results occurring weeks after week, slowly, yeah. and then that's what motivated me to do more. So you need to do things consistently to see some results so it motivates you. It almost like it gains traction to right. keep going.
0: Why do agents not do the day-to-day activity necessary to create um, relationships long-term like what stops them in your experience
2: there's a lot there um you know what I realized especially with I'm talking about brand new agents that come out of it and we all none of us had any guidance right you know that we were thrown into the wolves and you figure it out I've been there before it's so fear-based mm-hmm. it is so Fear-based, whether it being a failure, looking like an idiot, just not knowing what to do. And you're not going to know everything in this business until you experience, right? So that's what the hard part is, is that you're not going to learn until you do, but you don't know what to do. (laughs) And that's, right? And that's that's terrifying. So fear-based is huge, um, which stops people, but also there's a fear of success, Mm. And that got to me last year when I was having a great conversation with a top producer that I know, really good friend of mine. And they know they can get there, but they're scared of success because they don't know how to handle it. And they're concerned of how it's going to affect, you know, their family life or or their marriage, I don't know, or being a mother and, and whatnot. So fear is massive. And Another thing, I actually had another conversation with a good friend, hopefully she's watching me, um, yesterday, is that she called me and said, I'm in a crossroads. I'm in limbo. She's been in the business four years. I'm in limbo. I just don't know where to go from here in real estate. I don't know if I even like it and whatnot. And when I we, we thought about it, there was a couple things. So I I, I noticed that she just lost the love for it. And we all do, we all have those moments that I have a breakdown, You right? We all have these moments where we're like, what are we doing in this industry? Um, so you have to start igniting that fire again. This is a business that you have to love in order to be in it. Your clients will feel the energy. Um, you gotta. You got to find that passion. And how do you do that? We got to start just being authentic. Start living how you are and and doing, right? Like, everyone just tries to, you know, form themselves into this robot kind of agent. Just be yourself, have fun along the way, make fun contacts, and um, the higher, your better your energy is, you're gonna attract better, and you're gonna attract success. So ignite that, and also a lot of agents have these plan Bs, plan Cs, plan Ds in their mind, and I don't know about you, Richard, but for me, if I have those in the back, I'm not going to go full blast on what I'm doing, right? So it's almost like closing that and saying, I'm in this for the long run.
0: Burn in the bridge. Burn in the bridge. You know, when we came up to the Barry area, I mean, we didn't know anyone, like, didn't know a soul, Elizabeth. I mean, well, that's not true. I had a buddy in university who I stand on the bar with and fall down at the end of the night with. <laughs> He was, was going to send me a lot of deals, right? And so we moved up here. It was a real firm decision. Like, uh, we had three kids. Wife was at home. Um, became licensed to become my admin. And we went at it. Burned the bridge. Didn't know soul. And, you know, we, I don't want to talk about numbers, but we did really, really well. And, and, I, you know, and I really thought about that process and why. But one of the – not the only reason, but the one reason that really stands out. Really burned the bridge. Like, we moved our family up, boom. No other income, no revenue, don't know anyone. Let's go, let's conquer this particular area. And that was an emotional, like, whoa. Here we go, right? No bill, no revenue, you know, just didn't even know the neighborhood that we lived in. Like, it was, you know, now we know the area really well and we have an understanding what we should do or shouldn't do. But man, that, like, if I didn't, we were bankrupt. It was over. It was done, finished. Everything we'd ever done was for nothing. Like, it was over. And sometimes I think you've got to put yourself in that position. Yes. Because if you don't, you're not going to do it. Because you're going against the grain. And that was what I was talking about. We put people in this position, have to talk to lots of people every single day. Most people don't want to talk to that many people every day.
2: Yeah.
0: Right? And this is where... I so resonate with what you're saying, and I can see how much you believe it. That sometimes it's better just to burn the damn bridge and just go for it. But why do we have a Plan B? Why, why, why? Like for example, like the agents you talk. Why do they have a Plan B if they want to be in the game? Why do they have a Plan B?
2: Yeah, I I think. Well, I I think this is the industry. Is a lot of the a lot of agents are in here are are, are in this game either part time. Mm-hmm. Or as a hobby to do something like we know that, right? It's usually a, a third, fourth career, yep. right? And you're not full in. The ones that are full in are the ones that thrive, right. um, and the ones that keep moving, right? So, so we're talking about this pause in time, and we're not going to get into you know negativity, but and everyone is going through some type of you know obstacle right now, mentally, physically, financially. It's really sad it's sad times but mindset wise you can either stop and go down or to use this time to evolve and I haven't stopped moving and I think this will carry for the future as well is that you just can't stop moving just start just and it sounds so juvenile it's like what do you mean moving Always look into what's next, what's a good system, tweak your systems, um, what can make you more efficient. Just keep moving because days will just flow by and you're gonna be left behind, especially now, right?
0: I agree with you. I think a lot of people don't move forward or keep moving like you said, which is an amazing, just a simple word but really strong concept is if you don't keep doing something, (laughs) you never figure out what works. And I think a lot of people, actually I know a lot of people, get stuck on the how. Is this going to work? Is this the right approach? Is this the right thing to say? Is this the right move? Do I look good on video? Do I not look good on video? Should I do it this way? Should I do it that way? And they, get, and they stop themselves from actually executing an idea. They get so caught up in, oh my God, is this going to work? Or is anyone going to like it? I know my peers aren't going to, they're going to laugh at me and so on and so forth. And then they don't do anything. And I think yeah. Steve Jobs said it correctly. You cannot co- connect the dots looking forward because you have no idea. You have no idea how it's going to work out in the future aside that you know it's going to work out. You, you don't know the path. All you do is you go and you maneuver.
2: Yes, you pivot. And, and they you
0: because they're so scared of it not working. Yes. And that's – is that thing that they don't just keep moving forward. And, you know, you've been able to do that. I've watched some of your agents in your office on social media um, keep moving forward. There's a gentleman in particular, I know he's really starting to push forward on video. He's doing a great job, Um, wasn't his forte previously, but now he's doing it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I love watching him, doesn't know I'm watching him, but I know he's, he's pushing. He's, he's getting outside his comfort zone and doing things that are necessary to commute, commute, communicate with the public in a way that he's able to do it.
2: He's not yeah. staying still. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm a huge, I, I'm a big reader. Mm-hmm. and I'm a huge David Goggins fan. Huge David Goggins fan. I know he's a little bit, you know, intense for some people, but But it resonates with me. I was a really big athlete growing up, big athlete. So I'm used to pushing myself in order to get victory. I'm used to that. And it feels better when you do that, right? But what always sticks with me, there's a quote in his book called Can't Hurt Me, which I've talked to everyone about. And it's best book I've ever read. And it's, what does he say? He says, to grow in life, be willing to suffer, right? So to grow in life, be willing to suffer. Now, some people think suffering, like, why would you do that? It's a little intense. But if you change the word from suffering to sacrifice,
0: mm.
2: it tells you everything. This, any, any business, in, any business, forget even real estate, any industry, you have to make sacrifices daily, sacrifices either like you Richard if you went you take a you took a huge sacrifice right moving to a place you don't know anyone built this incredible real estate book and a business succeeded hugely huge risk right and you sacrificed everything you you laid your cards right out of there right and daily sacrifices is what's needed but I think that's just in general as the people that are the go-getters and the ones that are not. It It's not going to come to your lap. Mm-hmm. You need to hunt for business. This is sales,
0: right? Tools, right? It's a great book. I, I did the audio book and I just... It was so long. I mean, I think it was hours and hours and hours. The, audio. the best book I've listened to and been involved in my entire life. Listen, to be truthful, there were many nights where I was like, what am I doing? Sure. Follow right. of scotch later, I'm like, this is crazy.
2: <laughs> and I've been there too, I
0: get it. <laughs> am I doing this? My wife's looking at me and she's like, are you gonna make it, are you okay? Right, but I, I think that there's, um... but you know what's really interesting? If you surround yourself with people who are amazing and who uplift you, who don't judge you, but want nothing but the best for you, you need those people in your corner. Yeah. Right? And this industry, the real estate industry, is so lonely. So lonely because it's such a competitive world and we're, you know, we look around the corner and this person's doing that and we should get jealous. And, but my experience has been, and I hope that people listen, my experience has been that people like you, yourself, Top one, top 2% agents that I'm communicating with about their businesses, they're sharing like free stuff, free time, billions of dollars worth of free advice, right? And yeah. I mean, dollars worth of sales transactions, free advice. They're not asking for anything in return. So reach out if you're having trouble, right? Reach out if you're feeling distraught and and upset about this business and not and not knowing like reach out to the top producer in your office and bare your soul what's the worst that can happen right you may find a willing advocate for you
2: yeah i think one thing that we really highlight too at at our company at miller essential 21 miller is that my agents know they can text me call me anytime and I always answer my phone. I'm always there for them on weekends, nights, mornings. It used to be in holidays, but I, <laughs> I've i come to the point where I've cut that out. Actually, last holiday was the first family holiday that I left my phone in the room. First holiday ever. But I'm always there for them to just even run past something. So that's, you're right, it's such a lonely business. I actually did a segment video on that a couple of years ago because people think this business is so social no you're on your own right and there's many times where agents or even me as a manager we just need to run past something like oh i have this idea can you just be a sounding voice you know can you just look through this offer um i'm in this situation what do i do and thankfully i was in the business for so long right i can do the street talk I call it street. It's, it's, there's compliance learning, book writing or book learning, and then it's transactional street learning. Right. And, and that is one thing I really, I really pride myself in is that i I try to do so much and sacrifice my personal life, sacrifice my family life to be there for them. So they don't ever feel as though they're totally alone. And in this time, You know, I know there's a lot of managers really heavy, heavy hitting in communications, but I've already been doing that. I've been doing that, I think, from day one, or at least try to. Um, And there's so much we can do, right, as a leader with 115 agents. But I really pride myself in being available. Not only to our agents, I have other agents from different companies that call me, and I'm not trying to sell them.
0: To be honest with you, um, I'm not surprised. I mean, even I have a buddy down in Burlington who I call on a lot of deals. There you go. Like, and he was the guy that helped me get in the business and he was my partner originally. Uh, I think you might remember Jason. Um, he, I still call him, like, Jason, how would you structure this? What would you say? I still do. You know, 11 years later, right? Because he's a guy that I know knows how to structure a deal and how to communicate appropriately. And you need someone in your corner. When you look at new agents starting today, Elizabeth, um, if you were to give them three pieces of advice today to get started during COVID, right? Because truth is, even if you're just starting, even if you've been in the business for a while, you're getting started again.
2: Oh, I think, well, right? I actually think everyone is.
0: Right. Like this is like the whole industry has to restart and how yeah. to do it in such a way that empowers their clients and consumers and makes them feel comfortable to transact in this sort of environment. What kind of advice would you give? Yeah.
2: So, so it's obviously not a hard sale, right? Like I, I think people get the wrong impression in order to get contacts or clients that you always have to talk about real estate. That is complete BS. Just call people, talk to acquaintances, people that you haven't talked to in so long and just say, Hey, what's up? how have you been? How's the family? How can I help you? Because I'll I'll always remember this, people will remember how you made them feel. Not what you've said, not what you've stumbled. It's how you made them feel. And if you can be memorable at this time, you've got them. You've got them for a long time. So, So be genuine. And your message. Right. And yeah, it's going to be tough for new agents that don't have past clients because it's going to be, it is tough to, you can't door knock and cold call is, you know, open houses. So it will, we all know that it will reduce the amount of um, cold prospecting or cold prospects. Right. So you really got to hang on to your sphere of influence, your database. Um, that's everything right now, but you don't have to hard sell on them. And especially for new agents, well, it's only been what, almost two months into this? Systems, systems, systems. Even for you know veteran agents, even for me, I am digging into systems. I am changing things up, making things more efficient for the future. You need to create systems. And I've learned this more in management than ever in sales, that if I had to start over again, I would be way more systematic in my CRM efforts, um, my contact list, follow-ups, social media marketing platforms. We don't have, we can't do everything. So you need technology systems to make you work more efficiently. So then you can do what you need to do is to get business, right? So systems, um, reach out to people and learn, hey, there's so many great tutorials and webinars out there um, that you can just dig into. And like I said about technology, because it doesn't come easy for me either. It really doesn't. But the more I play and actually do it myself, the more you sponge it in, right? So don't hide from it and start playing with it and, and start talking to other you know, industry leaders like yourself, Richard, that's another thing is that you don't always have to create it. Like don't reinvent it, you know, go to the guys that are doing it well, ask them to do a coffee chat, send them a gift card to say thank you or whatnot. I don't know, but pick their brain and they would be honored. So honored to share.
0: I have been overwhelmed with the response in regards to communication, how much people are willing to share. Um, And, um, when you look at your systems today, are you talking about creating and I want to, you know, because you are in this position where you see so many different agents, are you seeing the successful agents? Do they have a, um, a specified daily method of operation that they operate in? Like, is this like, this is what I do from this time? to this time and so on and so forth?
2: Oh yeah. I, I, I believe so. I haven't seen their schedules, but I, I do believe in order to succeed, you got a time, yeah, time block. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Time blocking, especially, you know, I even did that in sales. I would time block was time, nine to 11 was my prospecting. Cause I'm a, I'm a big morning girl. <laughs> so You want to to prospect when you're the best, right? Or feel the best. So nine to 11, I was always told, was always my prospecting. I booked it like a doctor's appointment. Nothing went in between. And even if you get busy, you don't touch those two hours. So yeah, time blocking is everything. And I believe most successful and high top producers, because I see it in my office, are on schedules. They don't waste time. They're always moving and they never waste time. Their meetings are down to the minute. They have specific topics for their agenda meetings, especially team leaders, yep. right? And, and they have tracking lists. They use systems that will like Trello, Asana, um, I'm a, I use Asana, but there are checklists for everything. And so our systems that I'm kind of recreating and whatnot are more um, front desk system, onboarding, Offboarding, which which is a lot. There's a lot there because we have a lot to offer and and a lot of um, tech platforms that we have to teach and whatnot. But I am trying to make things so streamlined and so efficient that our staff members are opened up for time to do other things, right? And that's what I think the agent has to think the same way. They're running their own company. They're the CEO of their own business. And if you're a team leader, maybe work on those job descriptions, tighten those up. Right. Right.
0: right. When you look at um, our industry today and we look at the bigger tech companies in the U S um, and you have a, a very interesting vantage point. Um, Sitting in the position that you're today, and I, I know the Miller organization has sent you around, and you you traveled inside the industry, um, which kudos to the organization for doing that. Um, when we look at some of the companies, Redfin, Zillow, um, Open Door in the United States, um, I buying programs where these companies are buying direct. Um, Two-week closings, no inspections, you know, generated offers. This is what it is. Not working with anyone else in the industry, really. Um, Like, where do we go? I mean, are our price points just too high to handle that type of capital-intensive requirement? Or will this pick up steam north of the border?
2: Well, the States is, like, uh, uh, is another animal right it and it,
0: you know, the resale price is like 250 grand yeah. across the country so it's not consistent the
2: yeah and and the industry in the states is so ahead of us ahead <laughs> of the game and i actually read a lot of you know Inman.
0: yeah
2: um, i read a lot of the us content and i've done some great training um, with uh, within the organization in austin texas yep. which is like the hub for tech right startup tech However, it just doesn't seem to make that great traction in Oakville or Holton and whatnot. And what is it? Honestly, the need for support for realtors is way more now than ever. And that will not go away. It won't go away. We need to be there to be supportive. And I do believe. Traditional brokerages, even though, yeah, we're going very tech and whatnot, for now, you know, it's going to go back to some type of norm in the future. That support will always stay and be needed. So I don't believe the traditional brokerage is going anywhere anytime soon, um, especially in our neck of the woods. And we see, I'm not going to throw out any of these eye buying companies, virtual companies or whatnot, but they're, they go under right? We're seeing it. They're, they're, the money is, the budgeting and whatnot, or, or financials, um, it's not there, or they're, they're losing. there's a lot that have gone right under.
0: Yeah, you know, I agree with I mean, initially, I, you know, I'm always like, yeah, man, this is amazing. I love this stuff. It's amazing. But when I look at, there's three things that I consider now when I look at any of these tech companies. Um, you know, being in, in, in the trenches in real estate, you get a real sense of, There's three things I believe that keep us really in business, right? Maybe four. Interpretation of data, right? Yeah. The algorithms are incorrect most of the times, right? They're not good enough to understand the nuances of a neighborhood, the nuances of of neighbors, nuances of what type of granite, what type of porcelain, um, the layout, the structure inside, how does it look, how does it feel? Um, Fear is the next one. Fear about making a mistake, fear about making the wrong decision, Um, ego and greed in terms of the transaction, those sorts of things, you need human interaction to navigate that process. The emotions behind the deal is insane.
2: Yeah. And let's not forget too, you know, what was really powerful for me when I was, I'm a big office girl, like even when it's in sales, go to the office every day, go to the office every day. Yeah. And I couldn't tell you how much knowledge I've picked up in those hallway talks with top producing agents. I owe a lot to the ones that I've surrounded with or that I've asked a question, in a hallway and a light bulb just went off. Right? We cannot, we, we can't take that for granted. Our colleagues can right. build a business up um, in a huge way.
0: Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that um, one of the biggest team leaders in our area up here, um, was such a kind person to me, even though I wasn't even at the brokerage, but she knew me, she knew me from down before. And she, you know, she really septic wells and all those sorts of things. She said, Rich, this is everything you got to learn. Here you go. Yes. You're in part of the competition now, but here you go. You need me, call me anytime and, That's a true professional. Yes. And I think that that person is is an example of leading the way and being a professional through the process. Today, when you look at our game, in, in the real estate game, how does one become a top producer? Like how does one create that? Like what is that magic sauce? Is it they're born into it, they have a better network than someone else, they go to the right school, um, um, can they buy their way in? Do they have, have more money than other people in terms of, you know, spending tons of money on billboards, et cetera? Like Elizabeth, like how, how do how do I how do how does someone go to Oakville and produce, you know, or someone go to Toronto or, or you know Tobacco or Hamilton or New York and and like what is that thing? Is well, it?
2: You know what? It's it's funny. It's it's funny because in this business, there is no roadmap. There is no roadmap. A new agent doesn't come on. I say, here's a roadmap. This is what you're going to do. And you're going to be a top producer. Because as you know, if you have coaching clients, some will be million dollar producers and none will, or some will just fall out and you've shared the same content, right? You share the same content. So it's really per individual,
0: Okay.
2: And the individual agent, again, they have to be consistent. They have to keep moving and they have to find what works for them. Once they start work, working and getting business, the confidence, right? So value proposition okay. as a brokerage and as an agent is everything. You got to know your value, because if you don't know, you're going to have no confidence, and you're gonna go into those listing presentations up against these heavy hitters that are gonna blow you out, right? So unless you have a strong value proposition, which you have to find on your own, like we all do, we all have to kind of find what are niches. Um, You know, I'm a huge SWOT analysis girl. Again, I'm a very basic, you know what, pros and cons work for me and SWOT analysis. Um, business planning, I'm a huge business planner, but I break it down by little steps. And I, I'm just a very old school, simple, you know, simple systems in order to, to consistently produce and whatnot. But I, I believe that, that you got to find your own way. And you can only find your own way if you take action and do. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of agents There's tons of agents that just don't do. Well, then you're never going to find your way, right? So just take action.
0: What started this whole journey for me, Elizabeth, was what you just said right there. I was uh, facilitating a course, um, your neck of the woods, about five years ago, six years ago, maybe now. And this gentleman came up to me and said, Rich, I know what to do, but why don't I do it? That one question changed everything about my life. Really, it did. It's been the most annoying question that I've ever heard in my life. I know what to do, but I don't execute on the knowledge and it literally changed everything about my life because I've been on a hunt to try to understand how to fill the gap between knowing and doing.
2: Sure.
0: That is the magic. And, you know, all the tips, tools, tricks, lead gen strategies, capture pages, websites, they're 5% of the business.
2: Oh, there's, that's what I mean. People you
0: know, get- I think you do need that structure and COVID, you know, the internet has become way more important in terms of connecting. Yes. It's the 95% that is missing. And we have the 5%. You can buy the lead gen. You can buy the website. You can buy the branding. You can buy the look. You can, you can buy that. But there's a whole other portion that you can't buy. You have to develop. Yeah. And, and that's where I think that's the stuff that fills the gap. And that's the most intangible. It's the woo woo stuff that some of us talk about in terms of intention. Right. Yeah. So you're an extraordinary human being to be able to navigate from production to helping other people produce and to navigate that process in your mind to, to run and help run a brokerage is uh, it's a different type of person. And I appreciate what you do. Very few people can do that. And to work with so many strong personalities.
2: There are, there's a few (laughs) who already know what they're talking about, but there, there are a few again, though, I am one of them. Mm -hmm. So let's not forget, like I, I come from sales Right. right out of high school. This is all I know. And not only that, I'm an investor. Um, you know, I, I love renovations. I have rental, like I am very acquainted with a lot, you know, the whole realm of real estate from a very young age. And I can relate to them because I am one of them. I can have a strong personality somewhat um, and I get where they're coming from, but I I have a lot of compassion for them, you know, because I I know how tough it is. I know the pressures involved. I know the stress is involved and, and that stress. And you know, when you're an entrepreneur and you're on commission, it's always there. No matter how much and if you're a top top producer another thing I realized they have just as much stresses because they don't want to fall once you reach a pinnacle point of success you can't go down do you know how stressful I I've had many talks how stressful that is to keep that um, that top level tier presence of your team and whatnot and you drop an award level that's huge. That's a lot of pressure. So, you know, there's some new agents. Yeah, you got pressure, but those top producers just have maybe even more.
0: I didn't think about that to be honest with you.
2: Hmm. Yeah. It's a high pressure industry for every level of being that realtor. It's either, you know, just starting and if you're a failure or you're in the middle and you're trying to get to the next level, everyone is, how do I get to that next level? How do I get the next level? Um, and then once you hit, the top level. I can't fall. Mm-hmm. That is stress. I actually think that's the most stressful.
0: Right. Right. That's really good insight. And it's not something I considered to be honest with you. That's a really good insight. Um, your brokerage is, um, a very high producing brokerage. You're not in the thousands of agents in terms of depth. Um, very competitive marketplace where you are today. Uh, what has enabled your particular brokerage to stand the test of time and to, um, to keep high-producing agents and develop high-producing agents? What yeah, there's, there's a
2: couple of pieces there. So we, we serve by integrity mm-hmm. all the way from our incredible staff. Not like not just me. I can't do everything myself. I'm just a very, very small piece of this picture. Very small piece. And integrity. Like we're always doing the right thing. I will not steer away from that when I give advice to my agents. I won't put a blind eye to it. I won't condone unethical behavior. No way. And even if it takes me to take on those calls and say, what are you saying to someone? Or let me look at your paperwork to make sure. Integrity and ethics, 100%. And we're always there to help when there is an issue. Either, you know, I want to get back to actually the whole eye buying, why they're not the most successful, and traditional as seems to be you know still living and still thriving.
0: you know the only reason why i brought it up is because it's it's i'm a reader of the news and i and i participate no. in the united states and i and it's we're not it's not here i don't think it's going to actually make it here but let's it's, absolutely
2: yeah it's buzzing right and we have to remember because we've been in this we've been in the business like the same time frame Yeah. think about all the regulations now fin right. do not call us castle Rico, the board policies, like, holy smokes, who's going to keep you on top of communications and to keep you in that straight and arrow to be an ethical agent and not to get fined and kicked out of this industry. Let's not, because that's a huge chunk of what I do. It's a huge chunk of the of the business, right? So communication is, um, is everything. Communication is key. So we're big on communications. We serve and we encourage our agents to serve by integrity first. And we're independently owned, right? So we have the one office. Our broker of record, our leader is is Bill Miller. He's been around over 50 years. Very well loved. Very good with people. Knows his stuff. no, Very experienced. I'm very honored to, to work side by side with him. Um, but it's a personable office. Like, Anyone can come through, my door is always open, and even if it's closed, they come in, <laughs> they know it. They'll still come in, they can ask me whatever they want. They can vent to me, they have a place, um, a place of comfort, no question stupid, mm-hmm. which is very important. That's and true. I think that's what has really, we, we, we're a very successful office, but we, we're very humbled. Yeah. We're very humble. We have a very humbled culture that we welcome everyone. And if you're a top producer or just in the industry, I treat everyone the same and I always have and I always will. And I think that's respected.
0: Last question. Yeah. I'm speaking with a um, very um, knowledgeable, educated um, professional in our industry not long ago. And this person said, Rich, it's either you have it or you don't. <laughs> yeah. You can't teach it. It's either it's innate or it's not. Forget about it. None of the, none of the thing else. It's either you have it or you don't. And I, so I respectively disagreed with that concept and I'd love to get your take on it.
2: Uh, yeah. You know, some people have amazed me and shocked me right. and others have, I would say, disappointed like oh I expected you to be this heavy hitter and you just it didn't work or you have this personality but what is it and you're good with people um, you have it or you don't you know what there is some truth to that because what I mean what I think he means by that a lot of its common sense and I don't want to say people don't succeed in this because you don't have common sense but you know this very well when a situation is in front of you right let's just say you're doing a deal and the financing is not going to work out it closes in three days
0: yeah
2: agents that won't succeed will say oh no okay leave it leave it to the lawyers or leave it whatever it's you know the ones that try to get other options for the lending to dig in there to not be scared of conflict And think outside the box and problem solve are going to get the deal or get things done. So to me, that takes a special, it does take a special person because there is no like black and white. Like you need to be a good problem solver, right? Like a huge problem, and you need to think outside the box here. Right. And that, that is a different part of the brain that we use. So I don't know. There's some, there's some, some truth in that statement.
0: Well, I love the guy who, who said that. He's one of my favorite people in the industry. And um, um, my, my thought process on this was that it's our job to draw out that from someone. It's there. It's buried deep within them. But there's so much programming that has buried and skewed their way of thinking that they can't think straight. It's there. You're right. To draw it out. And I think for me if that person is willing and has made a firm decision about what they truly want, they, it is, they will figure out how to become that person. But only if they yeah. make a decision to. And very few people actually make a real decision.
2: Well, I think that's exactly going back to if you have it or you don't. Well, there's many that don't have that firm decision in their mind. Just like That's
0: the nuance right there. Yes. I, that people have not made a decision about this. So I was talking to a client yesterday or a prospective client. I said, what do you want? And he said, I know he got annoyed with the question. I'm like, what do you want though? I'm like, what do you really want? And he goes, I really don't know. I said, then you don't know where you're going. You can't figure yeah. it out. It doesn't matter. There's no tips, tools, tricks, coach systems, lead teams, systems, whatever. It doesn't matter until you know what you want. And, and if that, and, and, you know what you want. I know you know what, what you want, right? I, 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 watching your, your husband, for example, I can see what he wants because he's doing what he wants, right? Producers, yeah. I can see what they want because their results show me what they want. You know, results are harsh to judge someone by their results, but it's always fair because I know what they want when I see their results, right? And I think you're... I wish that you would have been my manager when I got started in this game.
2: Thank you, Richard. And I think, I really think agents need to get on the coaching bandwagon. And if I had to start from the beginning, I would have, because we need the accountability. We all do. Even myself, we, we are lacking accountability. We are lacking coaching. And so I'm in a different coaching course that I'm taking, I won't get into, but what I've what I've taken away from that is until you come and reach to a Mm self-awareness for any change, if you want to quit smoking, quit drinking, be a better wife, father, I don't know. You need to come to an awareness Mm -hmm. It has to click yourself. It can't just be told to you. You need to get, it's almost like you asking, which is you, you nailed it. You ask the questions they come to their own awareness. It's not telling them what to do. It's asking them questions.
0: And I think that the person that asked me a question changed my life. And I don't even know if that guy actually knows that he changed my life. Um, I think he actually is part of your network. Um, Now, not your office, but your network. And, um, and I think that question is, what do you really want, is the only question that we should ever ask, right? What do you really, really want? We live in a capitalist world that can enable you to create anything, but you don't. You got to kind of know what you want, right? Do you want 100 deals? Do you want five deals? Do you want 10 deals? Do you want to be number one? Do you want to be number two? Do you want to be number three? Do you want to spend more time in the weekends with your family? What do you actually want? But most of us spend all the time trying to figure out how it's going to happen. And we haven't even made a decision about what we truly want. Right. right. So you can't figure out the how. because the how yeah. right
2: is You probably have clients that say, you know what, Richard, like, I don't want, like I have agents that come to me and say, look, I want to be a mother first. I don't want to make, you know, $500,000 a year. I don't want that. I want to make, you know, six figures or a or hundred grand. And I still want a balance in a life. There's nothing wrong with that. There is nothing wrong with wanting what you want, having a home life and a balance um, that you're, you know, you're mentally healthy first. There's nothing wrong with that, and I feel as though agents think they always have to be this heavy. Whatever is going to bring you happiness, right? Is that I want to help them just like you help your clients reach to whatever that they want not what we want for them or expect it's not our expect it's their own expectations of themselves.
0: Yeah, it, it really is. And I know that sometimes someone will come in and we start doing some work together and they leave the game of real estate because they've really figured out that's not what they want. Mm-hmm. I think that's the gift that you can give is that they're not wasting the broker's time. They're not wasting everyone else's time. They're wasting their time. They're wasting their, time, they're wasting their money because um, it is a different game you better love what you do every single day or else you will never (laughs) like this game. Like it's, it's all encompassing. um, yeah, yeah. Right. And and if, unless you like that, forget it. Don't bother.
2: Hence why this is everything.
0: Well, I can't wait to do some more work with you in the future. Somehow, some way I know for sure. That is going to happen. Love it. Um, if someone wanted to get in touch with you, Elizabeth, what is the best way to reach you?
2: Well, I would, I would maybe give my cell number, <laughs> but I'm not. So our office, you can call me at Century 21 Miller, 905-845-9180. You can also email me, elizabeth.navoa at century21.ca. And I'm huge on social media, LinkedIn, Instagram, facebook i'm everywhere so so you can always just shout out to me or or even connect and i'm happy to help either whether you're a century 21 um member or not
0: i think our industry is better because you're in it and i appreciate you and i look forward to connecting in the future thank you elizabeth
2: thank you richard
1: Thanks for tuning in to today's show. If you like what you've heard and you're interested in seeing if you are fit to work with Peak Results Academy, here's what I want you to do next. Head over to peakresultsacademy.com call. That's peakresultsacademy.com call and book an appointment to speak with our team. We'll get on the phone with you for about 45 minutes and get you crystal clear on three things. Number one, what do you really want out of life and your business? Number two, what is not working for you today? And number three, the exact strategy you should be using to create massive change in these areas. Remember, changing your life and creating massive results does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. We're helping clients all over the world create peak results in their health, in their businesses, and in their personal lives. To see if we can help you do the same, head over to peakresultsacademy.com slash call. We'll chat soon.